Right, thank you everyone for joining us today for another Cumberland FA Team Talk session. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Mel Sarnath and I'm the Cumberland FA Designated Safeguarding Officer. I'm joined today by the lovely Jackie Hayhow. Jackie, I'll let you introduce yourself. Hi, my name's Jackie Hayhow. Um, I'm a volunteer at Guildford Park Football Club in Carlisle. I'm also one of the Safeguarding Board Champions on the Cumberland FA Board. So I have a bit of a dual role here. Um, myself and Mel thought it'd be nice to have some somebody different apart from Ben to uh, do this little podcast. So that's why you have us two lovely ladies. Brilliant. So for those of you who haven't seen any of the sessions so far, the idea behind these is to highlight that the role that football has to play in supporting players and volunteers as we come out of this awful, for want of another word, challenging 12 months Um Coming out of lockdown has been very different, very for everybody, different experiences for different people. So the sessions we've done, uh, we've done specific sessions to try and target mental health, domestic abuse, child exploitation. And so today's session, me and Jackie are just going to talk to you about some other safeguarding areas we'd like you to obviously be mindful of in this as we come out and move into a bit more of what is normality. So. Obviously, with lockdown, a lot more people have spent an increased amount of time in their homes. And sadly, for many children and adults at risk, this has resulted in an increase of abuse for them. And I think really when we think of abuse, we tend to just focus on maybe the physical and sexual abuse. But I think it's really important for us all to remember that abuse can take many forms and in this session, I'm just trying to pull our focus into the other three that the FA highlight as being the main categories for abuse for children. So in addition to the physical and the sexual, we've got neglect, emotional and bullying. So I don't know, Jackie, if you can just give everyone a little bit more information on those areas. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it's for a coach. It's not for them to kind of pick out and identify and think, is that, is that child in any of those situations? We just want to make people aware that there is those other three type of areas that are not actually physically there, but they might be there in the background. And if there is a bit of a change of a child's uh, behaviour, and it could be that they might be struggling with bullying, and that could be some sort of verbal, it can be some sort of physical, um, just to kind of keep an eye out. The neglect, again, is a child coming to your sessions and you notice there's a change in the way they are when they present themselves also with the clothing that they're wearing, also with the way that they're actually standing and presenting and talking. And then there's the emotional side of things. They could be a bit more abrupt in the way they are, or again, they could be going quite receded. So it's just to kind of highlight some of those areas that you might actually see, and not to actually kind of go and say, right, is this child having this situation? Is that child? It's just to give you a bit of awareness and just to highlight about those kind of little scenarios that might crop up with kids back out into playing football again. Yeah, spot on. So you're quite right there. It isn't, it isn't for the individual to try and ascertain what type of abuse. It is just to recognise that there may be signs that abuse is taking place, that a child is in an abusive situation. Now, obviously, the signs of abuse, as you said, aren't always obvious. And a child may not be able to tell anyone what's happening to them. And often in certain circumstances, the child themselves don't actually know that they are being abused. So depending on 
what is happening to that child at home, obviously the signs will present themselves differently. So a child who's suffering from neglect will present differently to those that are being sexually abused. However, we can put a lot of those signs of abuse into a common heading. So Jackie touched on a few there. So things to look for, I would say, the main thing I'd be looking for are unexplained changes in behaviour, Jackie, or personality within ch with children. So Definitely. one of the things would you get coaches and volunteers to look for there? Yeah, I think that's certainly one of the main ones that you'll certainly notice quite quickly is those changes. You can also notice that a child might become a bit more withdrawn, so they don't actually speak to you. Eye contact as well. They won't give you any eye contact or they mumble any, any conversation you have. They seem very anxious as well. Um, so again, you might find that they get quite emotional or again, they might get quite uh, aggressive when they get anxious. So it's just little things that you might find. Also becoming kind of like lack social skills and have a few friends um, or if any, you know, they find that they're standing on their own. They won't have the, they won't come and meet with the rest of the team players. Um, or they have like, again, you might find that the parents, the bond that they have with the parents Again, there might be a bit of a shift on that. So again, you know, it might be that one time they used, they might stay quite close to the parent or they might, as soon as they see the other players, that they jolt and make a, a run for those players. Or if a parent says something, you might find that they have a different reaction. So it's just these things that we just kind of, kind of highlight. Um, again, knowledge of any ad adult issues like appropriate of their age. So they might do something wrong that you think is wrong or they might kind of say something wrong to another child which they think is normal but we know it's not right and it might be inappropriate so again we just kind of have to make our mindful and um, if they start running away when they're at training something's been told what something's that they've been uh, said wrong to them and they might have took it the wrong way and they run away you know and you, how are you going to deal with that or if you find that they have run away when they're not being at training and there's something that's happened in between the last time you saw them to this time. Um, it, it, there's loads, there's loads of stuff that we can just keep in the back of our mind when remembering, you know, and stuff. Yeah, spot on. So it is about just being observant, isn't it? You know, OK, yeah, I know coaches are there and they want to take those children for football. But those coaches tend to have known those children over a long period of time. So got to appreciate that you are in a special position with those children you have that safeguarding responsibility while they're in your care and I'm sure we'd all agree that if any of us can help any children who may be in any of these scenarios we would want to be able to do something about it so what I want to take away from coaches and volunteers alike is the fear of what to do because sometimes people don't necessarily want to see it because they won't know what to do. So, Jackie, as obviously a welfare officer yourself and being in mm. that grassroots community, how would you advise and what advice would you give to coaches? You know, what should they do if they think a child's at risk? What were the main things you'd ask them to look, you know, to do, actions to take, etc.? Yeah, I would have that conversation with the child, just checking with them regularly, just have a normal conversation, have a normal chat. Make sure your conversations are open questions as well. Don't give it closed questions. Let's see if they kind of open up more to you. 
uh, build on that trust that you have with the players, you know, but make sure you record everything as well and write things down um, because that will be quite um, significant later on if need be. Make sure they, they feel so safe, but not too safe that you leave yourself in a vulnerable position. Always make sure that you are with another coach that are at the sessions. Make sure you've kind of close by, not in the earshot of another coach, but that coach is aware of what you're doing. Uh, but make sure that you, you're not left alone with that child as well. That's a big one. Um, always look at the parents as well. See how they behave on the sidelines. Has that changed? You know, has that changed since the last time you've seen them? And if you have, or have they gone aggressive or have they gone very quiet and insecure in themselves? Check in with them too. Always ask them if they're okay, but always double ask them, are they okay? You always say, are you okay? And that's quite, quite quick. Then you ask them, no, are you really okay? And you might find that they will come round and open up and explain what's happening at home. If you know what's happening at home and if there's a situation at home that you can maybe not get too involved in, but you can lessen the burden. And then with the way you are with that child might just help and support that child along the way. Um, but if you are worried about a child, even if you're unsure, there's loads of people you can speak to and people that you need to call on and support. Yeah, fantastic. So obviously would like to highlight there that if you do think a child is in immediate danger, we would obviously ask you to contact the police or the NSPCC. The NSPCC also have a website that contains a lot of information that will help you and you can just ring them on their helpline of 0808 800 5000 just to chat with somebody and then obviously don't keep those concerns to yourself it is about sharing them obviously within your own club you've got your own club welfare officer so you, you can speak to that person and they can help signpost you at county level there's myself the designated safeguarding officer so you can come to us at Cumberland FA and bring in what is that way but it's mainly just making sure that any concerns you have you share those concerns and get the necessary help because obviously someone may be displaying symptoms and there's no abuse happening at all but you may well just be really helping the child if you do just make that intervention, speak to somebody. And I would like to mention as well, as coaches and clubs, your own safeguarding obligations there. So for every training session and match you have, you need to ensure that you have two, minimum of two DBS checked adults there at all times. And in addition to that, ensure you have the right number of adult to child ratios details of that can be found on the Cumberland FA website and, and obviously making sure your own safeguarding qualifications are up to date as well so you can check in with the club welfare officer if you're unsure if your safeguardings run out checking with them they can let you know or you can log on to the whole game system and see your own qualifications in there and obviously all the safeguarding courses that we do can be found on the FA Bootroom website. Jackie, have you got anything else you'd like to add in there as a final note? Yeah, just don't think that a small issue isn't a big issue. It might end up being a large one. So any little issue, make sure you record it. Um, hopefully we'll have all this information on a bit of an information flyer so that we have it all to hand. Because, um, again, there's a lot of information that we've just given in a small snapshot. So we'll make sure that that information is available to everybody. 
enjoy the season, the rest of the season, have fun, let the kids have fun. It's been a long yeah. time coming um, and it's just nice to see the smiles, hopefully everybody's faces again. So good luck and enjoy. Yeah, fantastic. Right, thank you ever so much, Jackie, and thank you to everyone who's taken the time to listen to us. Enjoy the rest of your day.